Is it going to be like a massive like cup of espresso that you're going to drink? I hope so. Like, That's... is it like those people that get like Arabic coffee and they just like keep asking for more and dumping it in? And then in about 20 seconds, they shit like their ancestors out of their colon. Do you know, fun story. When we were in Egypt, <laughs> uh, Adrian ordered a, I'm sorry, the Crystal Barista ordered a Turkish coffee. Mm -hmm. and the gentleman at the train station i use the term gentleman loosely okay because that's a different because he was male but he was actually an asshole he he says to the crystal barista oh okay you want a turkish coffee um do you want milk do you want sugar and she's like no i want turkish coffee okay he was like (laughs) okay brought it back out and then, like, looked at her and was like, okay, here you go, and gave it to her. And, like, she drank it, and he was, like, like expecting her to be like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> and uh, to offer her milk and sugar again, and she went, oh, oh, that's so good. Thank you so much. And he was like, oh, good. I'm very glad you like it. And went, our, went about his, his day. So, people... The moral of the story going into the intro of this BTP episode is don't judge a book by its cover. I have a similar story from today regarding pho. So for lunch today, um, uh, to me. Yeah. So um, I had to go work at a separate site that we support today. And it's in the same city where the girlfriend lives. So my coworker and her uh, and I, of course, went to uh, one of the places that we like to eat that serves pho. I mean, it is a pho place. It is a Vietnamese restaurant. Is it the king um, of pho? No. Um, I'm avoiding saying the full name because then people will show up and harass them and be like, I heard about you on the Black Tower. Give me is, it, famous. is it 9021 pho? We, yeah, that's absolutely it. <laughs> we have um, cancellation powers. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. know this or not. <laughs> but um, I'm not making a YouTube video about them. Um, but <laughs> The guy, like one of the guys that works there, has seen uh, at least the girlfriend and I there enough to where, like, whenever I order pho and I like order it in a very like relatively specific way, he doesn't just say like okay and give me whatever I want. Like the dude mm-hmm. like makes recommendations. He's like, well, what if we do it like this? This would be great. You'll love it. I've seen what you've had in the past. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then like today, whenever he brought out the the additives plate, you know, has like the mint and and the basil and uh, and everything in it. He was like, I brought you extra lemon because it's going to be perfect. Or lime, rather. And I'm like, if I wasn't mm. straight and happily with somebody right now, sir. Mm. But, like, the first mm. time I ordered, like, pho there, like, you know, I got the meat on the side, and, you know, the guy was kind of like, okay, whatever, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Um, not to say that I'm an expert in pho, I'm by no means not. Sure. But it was one of those things, like, he brought our stuff, walked fucks. away. 
Then he walked back as I was putting everything in mine, and he double took, and he was just like, nice. Nice. Like, I like you guys. Yeah, well, okay. So to be fair, first things first, Andrew, unmute yourself in Discord. Nobody's there, but nobody can hear you. Um, (laughs) Number two, um, I will say... I could not agree more with Josh's don't judge a book by its cover. Absolutely. Don't judge a book by its cover. I do also want to throw out there that in the service industry of which I know that all three of us sort of work, you guys a little bit less number of customers facing, um, but all of us work in customer facing roles. Um, We have seen a lot of really dumb shit. And people be dumb. I can guarantee that there have been times where you guys have gone to somebody with their computer and been like, all right, cool. What's the problem with it? And what do you want me to do to fix it? And they go, well, this and this and this. And you go, you want me to do what to your computer? That sounds like the biggest crack of nonsense I've ever heard in my life. Or at least you're not going to be happy with this computer if I actually give it to you that way. And then you do it that way. And most of the time you're right, where they're like, what is this? This isn't what I asked for. This is the bullshit. I hate this. Um, But on occasion, I'm sure that you guys have done strange requests for people. And then they've gone, hey, thanks. This is exactly what I want. (laughs) And standing there going, I'm going to check out their reaction when they get this computer back because they had me do something real stupid with it. Uh, And then having them go, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted is very akin to the, you know, the man going, are you, are you sure you don't want milk or sugar? Or, you know, the other man going, are you sure you want your meat on the side? Like, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's definitely a six of one half dozen of the other, where there are a lot of stupid people who <clears throat> you're going to stand there and be like, this person wants cream and sugar. They just don't know it yet. And so I will be around to get them the cream and sugar that they actually want because they want cream and sugar. Um, and the... For sure. The, uh, the okay... Cool. I will definitely give it to you that way. And then I will be available when you don't want cream and sugar. And then I'll look at you and be like, very nice. Have a nice <laughs> Well, speaking because of there six are many and one customers hand, who are good. Speaking Sorry, of six in one hand and half a dozen the other, that is an accurate mathematical account of the number of testicles amongst the hosts <laughs> of the Black Tower podcast, which is us. Wait a second. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Black Tower <laughs> Podcast. We are a uh, Wheel of Time podcast. So far, yes, we, we do are. maintain both testicles, uh, which is nice. Yeah, you know of. I'm assuming we all have both of these. So. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> I mean, unless it happened nuts. within the last like six months, I'm pretty sure I've seen that Jazz has both of them. <laughs> <laughs> And you can too over on only <laughs> where they are not the centerpiece, but you can see them from the hole. Yep, there you uh, go. I am one of your hosts. I'm the Bajan Mahil. I make really awkward jokes at the start of the episode. My name is Andrew. You're welcome. 
Uh, I am <laughs> Daniel, your Amonkhan Mahale, and I laugh at very ridiculous jokes at the beginning of the And I am Josh. I am the Sorovan Mahale, <laughs> a.k.a. if the Black Tower gets cancelled, it'll be because of me. <laughs> yeah, well, there are definitely <laughs> this people is a communal that cancelled on. <laughs> it's a communal effort. Tonight, we are very, very thrilled to, uh, you know what, actually, hold on, before I say this, I'm going to verify that it's there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not there either. Dang it. Okay, so don't verify that. Uh, we'll announce it next episode or whatever. You should still, you should still go to New Creations by Jen, though. Ah, you you okay. Absolutely should go to New Creations by Chen. That's J E N, not G I N. Correct. Yes. New Creations by Jen, as in short for Jennifer. But all... if they ever come out with an actual Jen, that should definitely be what they call it. That's that's free it. real estate, Rob. Jen, Jen, that's for you. Your own Jen. But you can get our uh, host of different Black Tower podcast bits of merch to include t-shirts hats hoodies there is also our uh tweeter of chaos approved flicker and flicker and flicker and flicker and flicker shirt uh we have our taste the taint shot glasses our black tar podcast frosty mugs our two rivers sniper shirt and shot glass and it's just a really great place to be and you're going to want to take a look here in the next little bit because we got uh, a couple other things that are going to be available there too. So you just never know what's going to be available. You just got to go and check it out and be there and be ah. one in the moment with us. There they are. Nice. Two rivers. In sniper. fact, take the shot. Can I just say, uh, I actually really like the idea of making a shirt uh, of the three of us. And then it says uh, new creations by Jin implying that we were all created we were all we were all on gin when we, we were all drunk it. babies oh, oh i was saying that each of us was created on gin <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the only way my parents would willingly create this well, same they didn't know they didn't know they were getting you to be fair well you know when you're blessed you're blessed right i mean Back. this is clearly tequila so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, body by beer, face by tequila. <laughs> mine, mine is from religious oppression. Hey, oh, <laughs> dude, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad there's a break in that because I was about to say I'm super happy. Um, <laughs> my old boss surprised me with a shirt. There's a, a barbecue place that she goes by on occasion. She's been trying to get a shirt for me and one of the other guys that she, uh, that works in the office for a while. And it's nice. whatever the place is, but on the back it literally says "Body by Brisket." Nice. nice. Finally got one, and I'm like, "Yes, I love that so much." It's perfect. I I have to admit, I kind of want to go ahead and now make a shirt that has nothing to do with Wheel of Time, obviously, but that just has a uh, a year, and then a baby, and then say created by COVID. <laughs> Just a or brought to you by COVID, COVID baby. 
Oh my brought god. To okay. Anyway. We are uh as Andrew said, we are a wheel of time podcast. And though like you wouldn't know it talking from our current conversation. Wheel of time stuff. Wheel of <laughs> yes, timey wimey. Um tonight is no exception. We do actually have a wheel of time topic once we can get through all the minutiae. Indeed. And if you want to cut through all of the minutiae, you can just go to blacktowerpod.com and that'll cut you through all of the uh, other content creators. I mean, um, all of the, you know, finding our social medias and uh, finding all of our episodes and finding our, you know, multiple merch shops and things like that. It'll, it's your one-stop shop for all things Black Tower. And that's all that needs to be said about that. Cut you think if we throw them. enough links at you, you'll eventually make the mistake of clicking one of them. <laughs> but, but before just we go like, further, just like uh, condoms Jinx will help keep you from being or making products made by gin or tequila or beer or whatever, or COVID. the following spoiler condom <laughs> will protect you from having your entire life spoiled <laughs> by having things that you don't know about the Wheel of Time told to you by us people that know at least three things about the wheel of time here is your spoiler we drink and we know things sometimes we drink this is your official spoiler warning this episode contains spoilers for all 14 books and the prequel if you are still listening and you haven't read all these you want to be spoiled don't you you crave it. Getting spoiled without putting in the work? Well, get ready. Here it comes. I see, I see Josh already caught on fire from the friction of that throbbing erection. Yeah. Dang. I don't know why the fire started behind him, but, you know, I don't question, I don't judge. Yep. I wouldn't either question or judge. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, We have a really cool topic tonight, and it's one that I don't think a lot of people have really chewed into. Um, Either that or I'm just telling myself as to how often I check on other content from other content creators. Um, But tonight we're discussing the steading, and I wanted to start with something that I thought was a really fun sort of juxtaposition with the steading and i kind of wanted to chew on this a little bit because what happens when channelers go into a steading they, they got make no channeling no gifts. they they lose access to the source <laughs> right oh yeah that they, that one they can't even feel it's there it's 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 unnerving to them yeah, and I they, they can know. still feel it, but they couldn't reach it, and that was the unnerving. It's part. it's like it's mm. like it's just over their shoulder, just oh, out of sight. Yeah, no, 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 no. In the setting, it's actually that they can't feel it. In farmatic, that's right. It was like it was over your shoulder; you just couldn't get into it. In the setting, you have the memory of the power of the the true source. Right. But you don't actually have the feeling of it there, which is why it was so nice for so long with the the men who were stuck there, because it didn't actually feel like you were constantly missing it. 
but they felt like they were missing this piece that they had had in the past. They they they're they always wanted that heightened sense of of you know everything that the power gave to you. It's just that it wasn't actually there in your brain driving you nuts. Right. And okay. and this is also why this was used as a sanctuary for male channelers during the breaking because they yes. thought maybe maybe it's okay. But we we always talk about this and we always talk about how Ogier leave the steading. Mhm. And if they leave the setting for too long, they have to deal with what's known as the longing, where there's something about the setting that they need to feel in order to physically actually live. Um, I do love how in both instances, this is kind of described as an extreme, almost chemical addiction. <laughs> where the withdrawal side effects can be enough to kill you. Um, and in the cases of a steading uh, Ogier longing, it will kill them. And uh, someone who is a channeler and goes into a steading can only stay there for so long before they too succumb to extreme bouts of withdrawal. Now, yes, I've actually always seen those as basically the same thing, just swapped where channelers have a longing in exactly. the setting exactly. and Ogier have it out and this yeah. is exactly where i want to go with this because what is and i know this is a steading deep dive so this is actually the very subject of the episode but what is a steading it's a beautiful place it absolutely is a beautiful that's what the place. wiki says i know gear steading is a beautiful place <laughs> Mystery solved. Episode done. Thanks for coming. Ain't no party like an ogre steading party because an ogre steading party is so pretty. No, it's it's an interesting question because, um, as Daniel definitely uh, rightly corrected, um, it blocks the entire sensation of the true source, but it does the same for the true power as well. Correct. Uh, which makes it incredibly interesting because whatever this innate seemingly from what we read natural occurrence because we don't there's not like the ogier like no this is the totem of steady <laughs> um, the steading totem yeah this is the steading totem also <laughs> known as my penis um <laughs> but uh but it does this you unilateral handle on your axe <laughs> but it, it does this completely unilaterally and absolutely well not absolutely but it cuts off access if you are inside. There is no way for you to reach outside the steading or out and pull more in than you already have, though there's all kind of uh, hacks. And uh, like I mentioned to Josh before we start recording, I have some bones to pick with some of these exceptions and not exceptions, um, which also means I have those same bones to pick with The Guardian, um, not right. the movie with Ashton Kutcher. But rather the town girl than farm adding. Sure. It's a good movie, by the way. You should watch it if you haven't. Yeah, it, it actually is. At Ashton Kutcher is actually a longtime <laughs> listener of the show. I'm sure he appreciates your uh, praise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. No, definitely Thanks, overlooked uh, its year for, for an Academy Award. Yeah. But um, in addition to it blocking like all forms of channeling from being increased in terms of your ability to do inside, 
uh, as far as accessing the true source or the true power. Uh, what makes it even more of a, I think, hard question to answer is that you cannot access a steading from Teleron Riyadh. Yep. And so like, it's uh, at one right. point, it's like, okay, it blocks all channeling, no matter what it is. And you're like, okay, I can kind of rationalize that uh, because, you know, the, oh. the true source is obviously Sidene and Sidere that turns the wheel and makes the true source and blah, blah, blah. And then the true power is kind of like the same thing, but not the same thing. It's just through the dark one. There's plenty of things that block those or stop people from doing that. I mean, shields exist for everybody. But then you get to, it blocks Teleron Riyadh. You cannot access it from Teleron Riyadh. It segments itself off from what is the alternate dimension or world that is the closest to the current waking world that we're reading in. And I don't know if I have an idea right now on how that's even possible. I do. I thought by your excited expression, <laughs> you might, and I can't wait to hear it. So, especially after our uh, pre-episode talk, which if you are not a Patreon, you should go and become a patron because we actually had a really great Watt Candy today. Uh, and we candy. have had some others in the, in the past <laughs> that were pretty fantastic. Um. My thought is now <laughs> that the steading are actually something left behind of the creator's essence when the creator made the world. And really what's happening is that you are effectively walking into an area that is outside of space-time enough that nothing works. Which is also why at the end of the story, when Rand has his pipe moment, he can't sense any of the powers because he has transcended effectively into the same pocket of reality or non-reality, whatever you want to call it, as the creator himself. And so he can still do things because he still has access to this sort of whatever. So I think that Rand could actually go into a setting and affect things because he now understands what a setting actually is and how literally all of reality actually works. And so he would be able to do something there, but that no one else has transcended enough to actually understand what a setting is, which is why no one else can use any magic, which is why no one else can channel. Right. And why it would also not be accessible from Teleron Riyadh because, or the ways, like why the ways also wouldn't have been able to grow or do anything in a setting because it is outside of the reality that the creator made because it is basically of the creator. That is what I think. I, hmm. Okay. I I like where you're going with that. And I'm not sure my head is quite wrapped around where you're at, but I did think of something that I thought was 
real interesting with that. Excellent. Because you've got, we've got Nakomi, who is the creator's avatar, mm -hmm. right? And now you've got Rand, who seemingly... Confirmed for Brawl. What's that? Is it confirmed for Brawl? Continue. That's, that is, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and now Rand is also sort of an avatar, but I don't know that he's beholden specifically to the creator. I... I've always pictured him at the last battle as kind of being during the last the aftermath of the last battle as kind of being outside the rules as kind of being yeah. like, look, you suffered. Here you go. You get to just kind of be you kind of kind of he's in a you position where he gets this, buddy. to have the life he wanted, which is a life of insignificance. He was. He, and, and I don't even mean that insultingly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean I that completely as, agree. Yeah. He wanted to be a farmer and a sheep herder in the two rivers, maybe have a kid or two, live and die on the land that he worked and call it a day. And 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 he has now that opportunity to do so. Where I would question this, and where where I would say that with respect to a steading, A, can he affect changes in the steading? I would I would surmise that he could um, just because, Same. you know, being outside of time and space and literally weaving realities, I feel like gives you that. <laughs> that's kind of like your 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 pass right there. They're like, yep, you know what you're doing. You can do that. Multi pass. But if you've got Nakomi, who is the creator's avatar, how deep is Nakomi? How deep is the avatar? That is an appropriate. <laughs> well can so the avatar affect change does the avatar have the same ability to affect change <clears throat> real quick within I, I actually see them similarly to what you were sort of talking about of rand has almost earned his place of being not even remotely on the same plane as the creator, but to understand the world somewhat similarly to the creator. But of course, I think that Nakomi and Shadar Haran are actually the parallels, the yes. parallel characters. And so Shadar Haran has access to the true power. And therefore, I think that Nakomi would have access to what because I think that Shadar Haran is the dark one in a body. Not all of him. Like, he is still also in Sheol Ghul, still imprisoned and whatnot. But a, a an amount of the dark one is in a physical manifestation of Shadar Haran. I think that's also the same with Nakomi, where she has access to what the creator can do. Because she is actually a an amount of the creator in a physical being um and so if we were to posit that rand can now do things in setting because he understands more of how literally everything works then presumably nakomi would be able to as well um and shatter Haran would not because the true power is also not available to anyone in a setting either and he is sort of beholden to the the dark one because he is the dark one. If that makes sense. Interesting. I, I may have an alternate theory. Go to explain this the the steadings. Do it. Um, 
And it requires us jumping very close to the end of the books, where we learn of a very special book that the Ogier possess called the Book of Translation. Yes. And this is where we learn that, you know, uh, for those of us that have been in the Wheel of Time community, if you haven't dove into this or heard an explanation, this is where the meme that's not really a meme of the Ogier being aliens comes from. Because the Ogier remember, or talk rather, of ages where they were not on this plane of existence, or at least on this planet at all. Um, they don't know if they were on another planet. They don't know if they were on another plane of existence, but presumably opening the book of translation, in addition to giving them the option or the ability to make that leap, that move, will also explain their origins and where, where they're all from um, and kind of like how they're doing this thing. So with that, if you have a artifact that has the power to take an entire uh, race of people, an entire species of people, the entirety of the Ogier, no matter where they are, no matter what state they're in, as long as they're, I mean, we don't know if it even takes like they're dead with them or not, um, that can grab all of those individuals and just boop, put them somewhere else so they can be safe. And generally this is described as putting them in uh, to transport them to a more peaceful place, what if the steadings are remnants of their origin planet that go with them so that they can maintain the feeling of home? And what if in that origin planet, part of the way that they made it so peaceful was they 100% eliminated anything even closely related to tied to or tangential to the nuclear weapon. Nothing that involves channeling, nothing that involves true source, one's uh, true source, true power, nothing that involves Teleron Riyadh, nothing that involves planar shifting or planetary shifting other than the book of translation. You remove such a massive threat unilaterally from the world because we know it can be well, done because well, in our own world, we have the guardian. That's true. And and here's the thing. Well, is the guardian the guardian falls under the same rules as as the studying in that you can't reach it in Teleron Riyadh, right? Uh is that also let, the same? Let me look real quick. I one of the things I want to ask though, I, I like where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this because same. it would suggest that. Oh, what if because because it even talks about in the the stead the Ogier in the Age of Legends were not bound to the steading as they are now, right? But mm. after the breaking, the steading were lost. What if what if this is a situation where it's the steading was lost? What if there is a a seed or a piece? a fragment of a guardian-esque Tirangreal that during the breaking was destroyed pieces, bits and pieces of this superior guardian Tirangreal spread across the world. The land masses break apart. 
they move away from each other. And now you've got these small pieces of this uh, S-tier guardian tirangriol spread around, still emanating that sphere of influence, that, that sphere of, of uh, I don't know what, what the, the word is world. for it. But it, it's it's a sphere yeah. of you know of, of a piece of the whole insulation <laughs> for anything to do with the power, and you've got the reason it's lost is because the ogier don't know where these pieces went. Now, it talks about the ogier in Shanchan not having the same problems with the longing because they found the setting much more quickly because there were many more setting what if the ogier tirangrial setting tirangrial setting tree whatever it was object that created the setting was so large and most of it was in the area where shan chan would eventually be so that when it blew up most of those pieces stayed over there and now you've got ogier who don't have to worry about that because oh hey look there's a setting Hmm. I'm trying to remember because didn't the this longing start during the breaking of the world? Mm -hmm. like no, it, it was after. Or was it just well, okay? So it was me that so you're saying like during the breaking of the world, whatever this guardian-esque Tiran girl that the Ogier had or used or whatever was whatever destroyed was, during that. Was destroyed. And that and now you've got instead of one large, beautiful steading that the Ogier live in and are happy and they don't have to worry about the longing because they all know exactly where it is. So then my question becomes, what makes the Ogier different from the citizens no, 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 of no, formatting? No. Okay, well, I want to understand that species. question a little bit better. Well, it's saying also... that like, if, it's, if it's the same style, Terragriol, like the citizens of formatting go in and out. Of, now, a fair point, far, far shorter lifespan. So they might not live long enough for it to happen. But I mean, that might just be the also, answer. I'm like, why why also, wouldn't the same style thing potentially happen to the citizens that live under the Guardian and Farm Matting? Also, Josh, I, I love where you're going with this. And I will actually want to go even a little more off the rails uh, based on what you were saying for a second after I say this thing. But they do actually talk about in the Age of Legends, there were steadings. There was not one great big steading. There was not one single steading. There were steadings uh, that the Ogier knew about and could sense and mm. could follow back to and things like that. What happened in the Age of Legends that they lost them was the steadings moved. The settings were as the earth and the sky and the oceans and everything were rent by the male channelers. The settings were changed. They they were no longer geographically where they thought they were, um, and that's what sort of again. It's hard to say in some ways whether there was no longing in the Age of Legends because. They just weren't actually bound to them and there was no longing 
or whether no Ogier actually stayed away from any steadings long enough to actually get the longing. But then, of course, when they were lost, the, the geographical locations of the steadings were lost and they were looking for them but couldn't find them, that that's when they were away from them so long that they ended up going ahead and being affected by the longing uh, and therefore started dying off because this was the first time that anybody had really, at least in mass, been outside of the steading almost by choice. It's hard to say because, again, all of these are unreliable narrators and information that is lost right. and things like that. But at the same time, I mean, either would make sense to a certain degree. It's just well, how you justify it. Andrew had a thing to say. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sudden idea. So, uh, again, if you're not a patron, go literally for a dollar you can listen to like the pre-recording for this episode because this kind of ties in if we operate from the idea that they aren't from this plane of existence not just from a different planet but from this plane mm -hmm. there is that idea that atoms from another reality that are placed into a different reality mm -hmm. are inherently unstable because they don't belong what if that's what happened with the Ogier? That they used the book of translation a measurable time ago before the breaking of the world, were plopped mm -hmm. here because there was whatever was happening where they last were. And the reason the Shanshan Ogier don't have the longing is because none of their lineage was outside of Steadings long enough for atomic decay to start happening to cause right. changes in their like biology mm -hmm. right but the I ones like on the westlands were maybe like that might so, would explain it it sounds like an idea so that robert Jordan was, would like that yes i don't no, know I that he would agree but i'm just gonna assume that he would because we're yeah. we were homies like that you know from all the nights that you two okay. drank i was up together. all the way until that last part but <laughs> fair enough i i i will say this i how do you know how homesickness feels if you've never been away from home right for example mm -hmm. in the age mm -hmm. of legends an ogier may have woke up in a steading you know took their morning shower in a steading went to work outside the steading and then at the end of the day finished up their stone masonry and came back home inside the steading not because it was a steading but because that was home right so you don't even know about the potential problems of staying away from home because you've never been away from home now fast forward and you come <laughs> home from work one day and your house is gone it hasn't been burned down it hasn't been you know crushed or or it's, it's literally someone has scooped it up and moved it somewhere what and in you the now fucking know twilight zone you have no idea where the fuck it is, and you've got to go find it. Now, the Ogier refer to this period as the exile, in which they mm -hmm. literally just went um, that way. There's going to be that maybe a steading over there. And when you consider that there are what, like 18 named steading? Oh, no. dude, there are no, more. Sir. No, there are more. There, than are, that. there are more. Than I that. counted them before we started just yeah. so I could answer this question. Yeah. You're there the are, numbers guy. There are 43 named steading, two of which have been swallowed by the blank. Yes. Okay, guys. There I are had 40, no idea there were 43 until I counted today. Yeah. There are 43 cities 
in Australia uh, in which you will find peace and not die. Go find them. Right, yeah. Oh, by the way, some of them are just a few miles wide. Good luck. Yeah, well, and here's the other thing, again, of the (laughs) mental mental break on you as well which is maybe humans are what we would call sort of more resilient to this particular feeling because of some physiological thing but that ogier based on any number of things good or bad whatever you want to call them but just differences in how ogier are than humans maybe they can't handle or it does something to them physically or whatever you want to call it, the idea of their home being ripped away from them by force. Because again, you know, we were talking about the age of legends. We're talking about you always know where home is. So no matter how far away from a setting you go, there's never that mental break of I can't go home. There's always that idea of, well, I don't need to worry about it because I'm choosing to be outside of the setting. I'm choosing to be outside of home. I'm choosing to change the feelings that are around me by going out into this, but I can always go back. How much more PTSD, how much more mental break, how much more whatever is it when home is a specific place and it is now not your choice that you can't go back you right. can't go back because you can't go back not you because think- you're choosing not to not because you're out on a very extended journey but because you literally do not know where it is and you you're worried that-, that it may never exist again do you think that that could have been such a dramatic event for the Ogier that it could have resulted in biological changes that created that biological imperative to return home. So I like I think a, 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 a mental oriented strain Ooh. so severe that it induces a biological change. I, that I, is actually legitimately my thought about it. And again, I think that I mean, again, in in this case, it's the Ogier having this particular thing. I think that people in the real world have had mental breaks and health problems and things along these lines in real life. Yes. And so, again, in the story that Robert Jordan is telling, the Ogier are the only ones who actually have a very specific need of this feeling because humans can live anywhere. There isn't some feeling that they need to get where home is. The Ogier do. And so when this thing happens, just the sort of Ogier almost unmass in Randland have this sort of whatever happen. Um, whereas again, Josh, you know, brings up a good point of them being able to find it quicker, them not actually feeling as, you know, whatever. It's also a uh, a lot to say of 
there's not really any history of the Sean Chan lands during the breaking. It's entirely possible that they actually had it more under control. They had less male channelers. They had, it was further away from the boar. Like all of these different things could be true that the breaking was just not as much of a big deal in some ways. I'm sure it still happened. And I'm sure things still changed. I'm not trying to say that, oh, the breaking didn't occur in Chan, But, like, it could have happened so differently that the Ogier in Chan just never had that loss of the setting, that, that break, that whatever. I wonder, <clears throat> since we're kind of on the Chan vein right now. Which I think is great. Oh yeah, no. I, yeah. <laughs> first and foremost, I would love a, a Wheel of Time book series all about Sean Chan. Now it would be a tragedy. It would be a tragedy because the Sean Chan are garbage people with garbage values. Um, but imagine, imagine it being from the land of Sean Chan. Who was there before Arthur Hawkwing's son? Ogier. Uh, I mean, okay, Ogier. There's there's gonna be Ogier there, right? Maybe. I would assume. Maybe they came from there, Randland. There is Shadow Spawn. There is absolutely Shadow Spawn. The Blight is confirmed to exist over in Shan Chan, as well as Shadow that Spawn. That is correct. Um and now you you have you have these guys from the Westlands roll up, not unlike they did in the books roll up onto Falma and they're like hey by the way we're the Shan Chan and we're back and everybody's like back what the hell do you mean you're back oh didn't we tell you uh we're Arthur Hawkwing descendants and we're back we conquered those lands now we're here. Just, so I can imagine just Arthur Hawkwing's son showing up with a full ass army and being like hi we're here to conquer you in the glory of the eternal empire succeeding succeeding right Mm -hmm. because they they were so effective in their military campaign against the shadow spawn that shadow spawn is a thing of myth in shan chan by the time we reach the 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 point of the story in which we start reading most people in shan chan but yeah, most people we, in Randland have never seen a shadow spawn exactly, either. But exactly. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. But but I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. the campaign is so effective that a land presumably sounds like overrun. you're just reading a lot of Sean Chan propaganda. Hey, <laughs> which is of course what we hear in the books, which is why it's appropriate yeah. that you're sort of spouting it, because again, unreliable narrator, almost everything that we hear about Sean Chan is from Sean Chan propagandists. <laughs> like continue so so my question then becomes did ogier go with arter hawkwing's son yes i i would say no they did that is actually confirmed they said that they took builders with them it that is absolutely something in the book that they say that Ogier was brought from Randland to Shanjit. Now, again, I would imagine I do not actually have anything to say uh, either way about whether there were Ogier already there or not. But it is in the books that they took builders, and the builders would have been. Ogier. 
I'm going to say, based on what we know about Arter Hawkwing and his reign, that those builders that were brought with them were brought against their will. Entirely I possible. Can't, I, I cannot imagine a species of people who, at this point in time, now understand they are linked to the steading and cannot leave or they will die. I cannot imagine that they will say, yes. We will go on an adventure across the ocean where we may never come back from. Unless I can think of one. I, I can think of one link too, which is where I was going. You go first. Well, sorry. I guess I can think of two because the one that you were about to bring up and then another is maybe the longing is actually somewhat similar to gentling or stilling. Where if you create a large enough and strong enough mission for yourself that these were actually Ogier that had not made it back to the steading and could and still didn't really know where it was. This is a long time to not have that true, oh. but it is possible if they just said we will go to this other land with you to create a new life away from everything that we've known to try and give us a reason to live. And in fact, that might even break the mental break in some ways if it was actually strong enough. You know what? That is not where I was going with that, but I can actually see that. Are the, the question then would anyway, come, are where the were you Ogier, going? Sorry. Are the Ogier still in... The exile at this point i see i've always assumed that it's possible archer hawkwing's campaign that they had discovered the steading by then i thought that is i i think that as well which is where this sort of falls apart because again there are a lot of ogier and there's a not terribly good network of information so it is still possible that some are and some aren't but it's a long time to go ahead and actually well, have that be true. And that's a little where this theory kind of gets very wavery. And, and, and I'm aware. Where, and, and I love I love your point about we want to find more steading. I, I can actually see, even if they've found steading, I can see Ogier saying, okay, we know we're probably not going to come back, but if you're going to go discover other lands, we have to know if there are other setting over there as well. And I can, okay, I can see that because, you know, you do have people who are explorers by nature, even Ogier, as we see with Loyal. Now, the point, the thing that I was going to make is largely theoretical as well, because we know next to nothing about it. What if the book of translation lists safe havens or steadings not by name obviously because those are things that we give but if if the book of translation itself says there are so many places in the world where you are safe we know of 43 the book of translation has 278 where are the other ones now that again that's putting a lot of faith in the book of translation because we know next to nothing about it but we do know there is some ethereal power to it because it obviously has the power to take the Ogier away from this planet. Is that 
uh, power the Sean Chan O gear have? Or if we open it here in the Westlands and decide that it's time for the O gear to move on to the next world, are the Sean Chan O gear going to disappear as well? Like, are the yep, steading, it's hard to say. Are the steading connected through the book of translation? That seems Andrew, to be the one I, common link. I think they are because I, I personally am going to ascribe to the the theories I uh, the ideas or theories I posited regarding book, the book of translation and the origin of the steading. Um, I of a book filled to the brim with forgetful, unverifiable, and untrustworthy narrators. The O-Gear are a shining tower of historical record-keeping and logic and slow-paced. And even, to be fair, even they have lost a ton of information. But one of the, like, one of the first times we see... Um, um, I'll fucking get it in a second. Loyal, there we go. Uh, traveling, like I was like Logan. No, Logan. No, no, not Logan. No. <laughs> Loyal. no, I. We do know that Loyal also fucks, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that Logan fucks. Harder. <laughs> he fucks. He fucks harder but slower. He he Loyal definitely does, does not want to be because he doesn't want to put a hasty handle on his axe. So, oh my god! So that's what we need. We need a Logan fucks harder shirt. And we need a loyal, <laughs> loyal fuck slower. slower. <laughs> <laughs> loyal lasts longer. <laughs> loyal fucks oh. longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, like they're going through all these places that have no recognizable landmarks that we that the that the rest of the characters in the story recognize. But loyal is just going this entire time. Well, this place used to be this, and before it, it was called this, and before it, it was called this. And before it, it was called this. And before it was called this to the point where even us as the readers are like, Jesus Christ, Loyal, we get it. It doesn't matter now. Which just proves the Ogier point about hasty humans. Um, but I I put a lot of stock and merit into the Ogier histories because of the demonstrable accuracies and value and intrinsic love for them. Because it's not just loyal. It's like, yeah, you know, we should keep history. That's a good thing. We should write books about what's happening. In fact, he's like the black sheep of the family that he wants to go outside and adventure. And everybody else is like, why? Stay in the steading. The steading is safe. There is, there is no danger in bossing steading. God, but so with that, I I think I have to put more stock in the O gears assumptions, assertions, and records of the book of translation and what it relates to than I would put in any other historical record from the world, because these are people that live long times. If I'm not mistaken, the O gear lifespan is longer than I Sedai, even, or at least on par with an unbinding rod-bound Aes Sedai. They live incredibly long. So there, for us, where we are talking like many, many generations since the breaking of the world, for the Ogier, it might be, what, three, 
four generations since the breaking of the world. So when they talk about, we don't know exactly what the book of translation does, but we know it relates to this, that we have not always existed in this world and that this book can take us away from this world or provides us the path to do so. I think that it extends across the entirety of the of the Ogier. Yeah. Um I, I mean with that I, yeah. Well, I maybe it's just cuz I really like the idea that the Ogier from a different plane of existence and that explains why those that are outside of their teleport came into this world with them safe havens. Um the ones that are outside too long start degrading and uh, and becoming sick because it's not like we don't see the absolute astonishing hardiness and and resiliency of the ogier because towards the end here we're talking 999 1000 NE they convene the great stump and start this long long meeting where they're arguing about whether or not to open the book of translation to escape the last battle, um, which of course loyal eventually convinces them like, no, we shouldn't because if we leave and don't help and the dark one wins, it doesn't matter where we are. It will never be safe, but they didn't disappear during the war of shadows. They didn't disappear at the, after the breaking of the world or during the breaking of the world. So to me, that leads me to believe that the Ogier conscious is not quite so shakable to where they would be so mentally broken from not being able to find the steadings that it would result in a biological change and create a biological imperative for the longing. I think it has to be something that fundamentally changes because they don't, quote unquote, belong on a kind of like quantum physics level in this world and as long as they stay in the longing they are protected from you know this kind of cellular atomic degeneration i i think it's interesting you know an example that we can see in our very own time and i know it's less and less common now but your grandparents or your great-grandparents that lived through the great depression and the dust bowl um most of them are kind of hoarders um they they go to the store they count coupons or they clip coupons they save your ziploc plastic bags they save a, you know aluminum foil they save the newspapers and a lot of people nowadays no, because, because things are good okay it's never been a better time to be alive i don't care who you are things are better now than they've been ever before eh. you can see it from loyal's perspective he's a young person yeah. from the newest generation <laughs> standing on the shoulders of privilege and security made available to him by the previous generations now I'm not saying that's good or bad. Okay. That's that's a whole different yeah, conversation. Loyal, check your O gear privilege. <laughs> but when Loyal 
presents his case that we need to stay and fight. This is our fight. He's making that argument from a position of relative comfort, relative ease, relative privilege. He doesn't know what the longing feels like. He doesn't know how hard the exile was. And as Andrew was saying, it could have just been a couple generations. Loyal's grandparents could have been members of the Ogier species who experienced the longing during the exile. They very well could be people who remember that. If not directly exposed to it, they very well could know the story from their parents or their grandparents. They could have a first-hand account of how bad things can be. Now, with regards to the steading itself, you know, this 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 opens up a huge conversation about the O gear. They they sit in their steading. Quick, quick correction. Um, it would be closer somewhere between the neighborhood of five, maybe six generation. Because O gear can live observably to about 500 but 400 is more common oh yeah, okay it's that for so, an gear like i don't think that makes a ton of difference point is uh, loyal potentially that was a correction access... for me not not you yeah no 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 i mean good. it was a correction for both but yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah you're good uh loyal essentially probably has access to a secondhand account of what you know what those things are the, the, the point being is when we talk about the Book of Translation, we talk about the Ogier leaving this world. This might actually be an example, and, and maybe, I don't know, I'm, I might be like real uh, controversial with my opinion here. This might actually be the first time we have evidence of Ogier not following the pattern of ages following the pattern of the wheel because it does talk about whole ages where ogier do not exist on this plane ogier open the book of translation and they shift to another plane of existence where they exist for a little while when shit gets too fucky there they open the book of translation and they warp over to this plane of existence I don't know if there's two, I don't know if there's three, I don't know if there's four, I don't know, whatever. But we do know that it is factual within the Wheel of Time universe that there are ages in which the Ogier do not exist on our, uh, in Ranland. They're they are gone, they are somewhere else. And then at some point in time, they come back. Now, there are many Ogier who believe that in order to usher in the fourth age, Ogier have to leave. That that that's it. We need to be gone. That needs to not. We need to not be here. We need to go, and we need to take our steadings with us in order to welcome the fourth age in. Og Loyal convinces them to stay. So I would posit two possibilities. One, and this this fits along with our fan fiction that we haven't added to in a long time. I'm going to compile that one of these days. Shit gets even fuckier after the last battle. It's just we're not fighting Shaitan. Um, or 
Two. Why would you say that name? <laughs> the Ogier make the choice in a time of peace to open the book of translation because they have reached a point in which they feel like they can help the other side much more with their understanding, enlightenment, and capabilities. Well, okay, so I I love the, your idea here. I really do. Let me be very, very clear. I This is all very, very philosophical, and I love philosophical. Like, it's one of my favorite fucking <laughs> things ever. Um, however, it does sort of posit in some ways that each age is exactly the same mirror. Uh, whereas I don't think that's true. I think that each age has its, or each turning of the wheel, I should say, because age is not the right word here. Age oh, is actually a little I was off. very confused for a second. I was like, what? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that here is the beginning of the wheel turning. And here is the end. <laughs> but there are right back where I started again. Well, and then it starts again. It is. How can it start thing. again if it never ended? This is the song that doesn't end. Um, but yeah, so this is one of the things that I've always found like the most fascinating about the Wheel of Time. It took me, I want to say a number of books in my first read, possibly my second, to really realize that everything that you hear in the Wheel of Time is suspect. Every single fact that you hear in the Wheel of Time is suspect. Every fucking one of them. Absolutely. They're all from points of view of a character. Every single one of them and robert jordan i think does a masterful job of giving you characters that you think know what's happening and you inherently believe and then typically at some point breaking that and having you realize that some of these characters know more than others which is absolutely true. Some of these characters know less than others, like the fucking sheep herder. And some of these characters are just doing the best with what they've got, but that's the best that they can do. And so again, we have this story where there's the first age, presumably, and then the breaking of the world into the second age, which is Arter Hawkwing and the age of, well, the age of legend. Sorry, I apologize. There's the first age, which goes into the age of legends, which then ends with the breaking and then goes into the third age after the breaking, which is multiple eras long. Because we're in 998 when the story starts. We're not in 3000. Or 2,998. We're in 998 NE. So there's eras within ages within other stuff. And so we're talking about people trying to do their best to understand how time works, how long they've been here, what's been going on, measure things, and understand the world around them. And so again... 
you can kind of think of it in some ways like one of the the popular sort of ideas about this story is that we start the story as the audience in the first age that's the the a turning of the wheel of time is you begin in the first age and you go all the way up until Tarman Gaiden and then it starts all over again But who knows? I mean, presumably they don't actually really understand what was around before the first age, whether there was a Tarman Gaiden that happened before the first age began. We have no idea how many times the three ages pattern has happened or whether it's even three ages. And so again, you're talking about sort of like the Book of Translation and the Ogier being brought to Randland an immeasurable time ago. They could absolutely be around if you're just talking about sort of if, if you're just accepting just for a moment that it's a three age cycle. They can be there for this three-age cycle, and this three-age cycle, and this three-age cycle, and this three-age cycle, and then be gone for every other three-age cycle in time immemorial. True. Which They don't which... actually have to be gone at the beginning of something and there at the end of something. It's absolutely a situation where they can be around for turnings of the wheel. Or they could be around for a turning of the wheel, or they could be around for this turning of the wheel and then not for this one and then back for this one and then not for this one. It's such a an interesting and wonderful thing of like just figuring out where in the world the turnings of the wheel even freaking starts is like a head explosion kind of thing. In and of itself. Sorry, that was a well, long explanation for for sort of. Well, they are like I love the, your thought, Josh, but like, who fucking? Knows? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are the the singular mortal beings that we are aware of that even have a potentiality of not being bound to the whims of the wheel of time. Ish. Because, I mean, if you can planar shift. Nothing dictates that the entirety of the planes that could exist. I'm going to retract that because they say if the dark one wins, <laughs> so they lose too. But if they can shift from one plane to another, then it means that they either they are all designed to inevitably shift from time to time and their threads fucking take a goddamn right turn randomly in the in the ace of ages all all at one time or they experience a freedom of movement across the ace of ages the lace of ages that even the ace of age that even like Tavirin and heroes of the horn and these other like legendary figures don't have Mm -hmm. available to them because if you're going to move entirely to a separate world or entirely to a separate plane, whenever your entire group decides it's time, you have a lot more control over the trajectory of your own destiny than anybody that we anybody else that we read in the series 
save for maybe like individuals like the Finn. Yeah. Well, and that's actually one other thing that I wanted to throw out here, which is one of the reasons that I started my previous statement with how I started it of unreliable narrator and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Remind me, please, because I do not fully remember. Has d- does it ever say anywhere explicitly that uh, Loyal has read the book of translation? Nobody has. Nobody has. The the argument at the stump is whether they so, should even open it. It has been sealed if, for a while. Right? And so not only has Loyal never read it, no Ogier Alive today has ever read it. So, in the books, there are Ogier that are telling younger Ogier about this and what it does. Loyal posits that if they leave and the Dark One wins, they will also lose. There is nowhere that they can go to hide from the Dark One if he wins Tarmengaiden. Yes. That could In be wrong. my understanding of what's going on, Loyal has a philosophical basis for that, but he hmm. has no actual evidential basis what he's saying in a lot of ways because again if you're talking about a book that is capable of bringing you outside of reality or the plane or the planet that you are no longer beholden to things that are happening in this reality this plane or this planet And so this is one of the things where I really have a little bit of a hard time just taking it at face value on some levels because I am with Loyal in terms of the fact that I'm glad that they don't leave because when it comes right down to it, the consequences for being wrong or the consequences for Loyal being right in this case, if you will, are too high to to ignore. Uh, But at the same time, I mean, if no one's read the book, they don't even 100% know what it does or whether it does the thing it's supposed to do. Or how it does. Or how it does. It is something they readily acknowledge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, No, and that's the thing, is that, like, again... That was my point. Yeah. Is that, again, in a series filled to the brim and overflowing with unreliable uh, information sources, if there was, if there was, by the very nature of just who the O-Gear are, by cultural design, by character designs across all the O-Gear, if there was a group in the books to give more, not full and, and fledging and blind uh, credence to but to give more to that okay if somebody was going to be right it is these individuals it is the ogier because this tradition of record keeping isn't something that's again central to a single character it is centralized not just to the culture of the ogier but to the pure intrinsic core governance of the ogier and that maintains its status 
from steading to steading to steading to steading to steading to steading until you get maybe maybe the Sean Chan uh, O gear don't care about record keeping. And that's why they throw free and frugal like allegiance to the crowd because they're not worried about their history. They never kept it. They had another purpose rather than maintaining historical records. But the Ogier in the Westlands, much like the Tinkers hold true word to the original Gen IL purpose, what if the Ogier in the Westlands hold truer to the original Ogier methodologies? I love your thought, and I actually really appreciate it, but I just had another one. What if the Book of Translation is actually all a lie? It is possible. What if, just like the Black Aja, the Dark One has created Ogier Dark Friends going back far enough to just go ahead and screw with the Ogier the same way that he is, you know, well, Ishmael in more ways than the Dark One, but I mean, mm-hmm. by extension. And one of his freedoms, Ishmael was an Ogier. Oh my god. That would be insane. How did this old gear only live 40 years? What's going on here? It's a tragedy. (laughs) Right? Ah, hit with the longing. Darn it. Anyway, that's (laughs) a different thought. Whatever. Um, But I actually just want to talk about one last thing real quick. uh, And it might... I don't want it to turn into too much longer because we're already at at a while. But How about uh, about wrap it up as your final thought? There we go. Okay. I, I do want to open this for response in terms of that. So so I will do it as my final thought. Please if feel free to respond. Yes. If it's intriguing enough, people can leave a comment below and ask us to have another episode on it. There we go. So what if the Ogier are actually from a world where the dragon kind of succeeds? What if there is a battle for the soul of the world that's going on on every planet in the universe, or most of them, or whatever you want to call, or every real, every plane of existence, and the Ogier come from one where Rand has destroyed the Dark One and removed all free will... Also, therefore, destroying the one power in everything. And so the Ogier are getting a second chance in some ways for Randland's dragon to do the right thing and just keep the Dark One intact. Whereas the Ogier come from a place where the Dark One is gone. Because that would explain in some ways why the true power, the one source, the like idea of sort of the 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 nuclear problem and all of this different stuff sort of makes sense that they like it doesn't work for them. Like they're unaffected by it because they come from a reality as Andrew sort of said that they bring some of that reality with them when they enter Randland and they're atomically different because their era or their age or their whatever you want to call it is 
different. Their dragon did something else. That's my crazy thing. I Stedding are cool. I think they're from the creator, but I am absolutely willing to do this one. Anyway, those are my final thoughts. Stedding are cool. Ogier are awesome. Ogier are kind of the coolest species <laughs> in the whole thing. Uh, Andrew, you have thoughts. <laughs> Uh, so you made me think of something with the what if the dragon reborn or the dragon or whoever did sure. something that affected the ogier what if the ogier come from a reality where trollocs instead of being wiped out were instead purified and removed of agonor's taint which is why and which explains why they're so thinks... massive they're so strong they have uh, latent warrior tendencies and the dome that separates them not only Ooh. from the true uh, power of true source, but also the true power and Teleron Riyadh serves as a total barrier to keep the taint of Shaidan from ever touching them again. And when they're out of it too long, it is the taint and the accessibility to Shaitan that results in them growing yes. sick and dying because oh they are perverse. Uh, renditions of a shadow spawn creation. Damn! I have a new headcanon yeah. for the no, origin I of the Ogier. <laughs> I love also that. again, if the the if the Dark One is actually able to see into those other worlds, maybe he actually gave Agen or the blueprint for the Trollocs, which is why they look so similar, but they're also different because this is Agen or trying to replicate what the Trollocs in this other place were and can't get it right, which is why all these Trollocs look different. Whereas these Trollocs or this these race of shadow spawn or whatever you want to call them are oh my god are more similar but the dark one basically hands agonor the blueprint and says have fun with this get it right this time and agonor just makes holy shit this is amazing all right josh I, I, I can't wait for the way for the time when maria sends us a message on twitter and says in regards to your oh gear <laughs> you're right but doesn't tell us which part is right. <laughs> you, so, yeah. you guys are right, but seriously, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. But just like Daniel said, um, I love the Ogier. I love them more as like the kind of uh more trustworthy aspect of, mm -hmm. of knowledge uh from the series. I think when everybody else in the series is unreliable, is missing information, not that the Ogier have it or aren't missing anything or know everything. But to me, they're a bit of a refreshment <laughs> of, of like, okay, they're not perfect. Right. But if there was a stratum or a continuum of perfect, <laughs> Randland is down here, and the Ogier knowledge is much closer to the top. But nice, I love them, and uh, I think still one of my favorite things is watching the Ogier just be like, you know what? Fuck peace. We're gonna fight. <laughs> we choose violence. It's true. Yeah. Um. As far as my final thoughts when it comes to studying, um, you know, studying are almost these ethereal balloons. And and as far as we know, they cannot be popped. Um, Ogier have made their There's home. There's a sidewinder missile. As I said in the beginning, you know, one or of my favorite. Really big pin. <laughs> yeah, sidewinder. No, Patriot. Patriot missile. Uh, use $201 um, million to. Blow up or, a or a Minuteman, or a Minuteman. 
Anyway, Sir. a very big pin, okay? Anyway, um, I feel like I, I really love the mirror effect of Chandler's feeling uneasy in a setting and O'Gear eventually feeling une uneasy and dying outside of a setting. It, it leads to me, it, it, it suggests to me that there is more with O'Gear than meets the eye. There's a reason they can sing to trees. There's a reason they are so good at working stone. Both of those are earth based skills now they do they do say that working with stone is cold it's not as not as elegant not as great but tree singing is where it's at have it's you tried this an elegant or... weapon from a sing, sing from a more civilized time sing to my wood lawyer <laughs> but but the point being the ogier who are tied to the steading <laughs> I, I think I, I think I like the the theory that we've established that they're from they are they originate or from another plane of existence or that they are pan dimensional beings. Uh, bring in some Hitchhiker's Guide. They are pan dimensional beings, so that when they exist on our plane of existence, they don't necessarily follow all the same rules. And that would make the steading sort of, sort of, uh, you know, sanctuaries of this other plane of existence that mm -hmm. they also sort of exist on. Or at least, uh, you know, if, if they go from this wheel, if our existence is a wheel and they traverse between another existence, which is also a wheel, the conduit or the, the plane of origination or plane of translation is the rules maybe the book of translation is the rules by which they are affected the rules by which they exist and it allows them to traverse between different planes because it's a it's a latent inherent ability within them clench your butthole three times and say there's no place like home Squeeze, is the squeeze. is the person or entity that goes ahead and deals with the book of translation named von strangle yes because it's the rules thank you so much for being here tonight thanks so much for tuning in uh you know what if there's anything we love more i don't know what it is because we just keep coming back so thanks That's for true. being here thanks for being awesome uh, if you haven't yet, you should go to blacktowerpod.com, follow all of our socials because you need to follow our TikTok and our Instagram to see how much of an idiot I am for taking on my first sewing project. Laugh at me as I present myself to dance for you, internet. And how, um, and you can watch Andrew's journey as a gentleman through the a, world of a, whiskey a, and bourbon To see and Andrew become gentrified. Uh, no, not that. No. <laughs> and Daniel's Daniel's journey through the Caribbean. No, I <laughs> the Caribbean. Been there Daniel's the Caribbean. journey through the goddamn carburetor. 
Uh, We're gonna get so we love letters. you. It's we thank you so much for listening to us, tolerating us. If you do, if you don't tolerate <laughs> us, well, then you're not listening by now. So you know the problem kind of solves itself. Thanks for but, not canceling us again. Uh, if you think your friends would enjoy us, uh, let them know and share where they can find us. If you think your friends will be absolutely shocked and appalled by what they hear us say, like counting our testicles at the start of an episode, definitely. Do it. Share the Absolutely. episode with them and tell them just to listen to that part. Uh, but we look forward to seeing you all here again. Same bat time, same bat channel. You guys see that? See what? It just said to follow us on YouTube. Wow. Sorry. It, was just, it just appeared there out of nowhere. Was, that one says Twitter? Guys, this is weird. Let's get out of here. See, this is what happens when you bring pan-dimensional beings into our reality. <laughs> It'd be fucky. Wait, but is, from that all the, here, is that the book of translation telling you to follow us on Twitter? Quick, before we go to the next plane, we have been the Black Tower Podcast. I'm your boss, John Mahale, Andrew. I'm your sort of on Mahale, Josh. We hope you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first got here. And I am your Amon Khan Mahale and very akin to Loyal. I will stay and fight for all of us, even if it costs me my life. But from all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, thank you very much for listening. We have very much enjoyed your presence. We hope that you are having a wonderful, beautiful, steading-esque morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Oh, I love it. Okay. It's time to stop. And the recording has stopped. Excellent.